welcome everybody to the extra innings podcast i am jake tangway as i hope you guys know that or i mean new guys won't new people won't but i'm actually very not that i'm not excited for all the other episodes but i'm actually very excited about this one today i hope you guys listening are doing well i hope you guys have had a good week since you've last heard from me hope you guys have had a good day I hope you guys have just been doing great all around. So today I have, uh, you know, I have a baseball topic today. I, I know I've been kind of going back and forth. It's not really what I plan to do, but it's kind of what's been happening. And yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of how it's been. Not, I don't think it's going to end up being like that, like the rest of the time here. Um, and I will throw in, you know, bas- some basketball maybe other sports you guys want to if you guys want me to discuss it if you guys want me to discuss other sports please let me know go to the website or even under this episode go to the website yeah go to the website under this episode maybe or under a blog post even anything just leave a comment leave a review and just tell me what you guys what you want me to change what you like what you want me to do more of what you want me to speak about next time like talk about next time or even a blog post um yeah so and the and especially with nfl free agency coming up um there will be more football content i know base baseball is starting like i know free training has started and that's kind of why today's episode is baseball related um yes i know jj watt did sign with the cardinals you didn't hear from me there's a blog post Actually, you would, you most likely will have seen the blog post by the time this has been posted. But yeah, I talk about JJ Watt going to the Cardinals, and you know my opinion, and if I think it was, I want to say the best fit, but if I think I would like a team, I'd rather see him on maybe, or if I like him with the Cardinals, my first reaction to it, and that will be in a blog post because I didn't really want to do because I. I I didn't want to do two episodes already on JJ Watt. Um, I thought I would do that as a blog post instead of another podcast episode. Um, but when things like this happen, I might do emergency podcast episodes and just go from that. That'll be a blog post. Under that blog post, under this podcast, when you go to uh, extrainnings.nitosa.org, you guys will be able to see all the podcasts, see all the blog posts. And just leave a comment from there, and that, that'll be greatly appreciated. Let me know what I need to improve on, what I need to do. Would you guys want to hear from me? Um, you know that long now that the long intro is kind of out of the way. I have compiled a list of potential underrated free agency signings from this past offseason in baseball. And what I mean by potential is like I think they're underrated, and they have the potential to be very underrated. Like at the time, I think they're underrated, but you know, it, it's kind of up to how it performs. And, you know, I might, I could go back to this in the off season, like in, or maybe in like October to, or probably November. Cause you know, a few of these teams will probably make the playoffs on this list. I would hope and see how they performed. And if I, if it really lived up to it, um, you know, just something like that. So I've compiled a list I've divided some players i've got about three or four players for each division on each team the nl west i have 
four. Yeah. Okay, so that, that was irrelevant. But I have three to four players in each division who I think can be a very underrated free agency signing. And so there are two players on this list. I don't know. Any baseball fans will immediately get this, but like who these players are. But I have two players making $10 million on this list, or technically three, but I mean two, two one year deals for $10 million. And I have the rest. And that's because it's, it's not because like they're amazingly good or any like that. And like they should have been paid a lot more money. It's just the circumstances and the is the reason why I have those players on this list if that makes if that makes sense like in source where for example i will start with the al east and work the way down like al east central the west and the nl east nl central and the west so the first player i have here is one of the players that makes 10 million dollars i'll explain why if garrett richards to the boston red sox on a one-year 10 million dollar deal and you know i think this can be very underrated because I think the Boston Red Sox can be a very underrated team and a very sneaky team. There's a good chance. I won't say there's a good chance, but there's a decent chance. There's an underrated chance. I'm going to use that word a lot. That the Red Sox finish above either the Rays, the Yankees, or the Blue Jays. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying they're going to finish first. I'm not saying they're going to finish second necessarily. But there's a good chance one of those three teams finishes worse and the Red Sox. Red Sox finished the third place or higher. Um, but, you know, that pitching staff, you know, it's very, very uh, iffy. You know, you have Chris Sale, but he's out until at least June. You have Eduardo Rodriguez, who, you know, he developed like a heart condition uh, with the, um, COVID, with acquiring, acquiring COVID. That's not the right word to say. What am I trying to say? With uh, like when he caught COVID. And he got like a heart like issue and he had to sit out the entire year. So it's really hard to know if he'll be in top shape. And, you know, with that under, and other than that, Eovaldi, no. So like I said, other than that, Garrett Richards, you plug him in, you know, he hasn't been a guy recently. I mean, yeah, he hasn't been a guy recently who's going to stay consistently healthy. He was very good before he had to, you know, his arm problems came in. He was this highly touted player. And he was performing. This I did so well, and now I'm just back to not speaking very well. I'm so sorry. But he, if he performs at that level that he did before he got hurt, because he was performing well, his arm problems started happening, was missing games, missing seasons. And, you know, he pitched well for the Padres last year. And, you know, if Garrett Richards can stay healthy, put together a good season, he could help that pitching staff become better than it looks like it'll be. Or if he's pitching well and the Red Sox suck, there's a rental one-year deal for a contending team. You can get some prospects out of it. I love me one-year deals, and that'll be a humongous trend in this video. Or not in this video. I'm actually like a YouTube video. I'm in this in this episode. That'll be a big trend. I'm a big believer in one year deals. Like, I honestly am a guy who is all for it. Like, it doesn't matter the contract size if it's one year. Um, but yeah, if he's bad, you turn him into pitching. If he if he's bad, it's a one year deal. You don't have like a three year. It's only a three year thirty million dollars. A one year ten million dollar deal. 
so Gary Richards, the first one, and I'm not going to go crazy in depth on most of these. They're just a few of them that I'm going to, there might be like one in each division I'll pick out to go like in depth on just so this, so you guys aren't sitting here for an hour and a half. Marwin Gonzalez, one year, $3 million also to the Boston Red Sox. Pedroia retired. Um, Benintendi's gone. You know, um, what's his name? Uh, they had Brock Holt, not not last year or anything, but, you know, he's a utility man that's been harder to play. Marwin Gonzalez, you know, he was great with Houston. Came to, came, came to Minnesota on a contract, kind of struggled a little bit. You know, the whole Astros cheating scandal came out. He was on that team, the Astros team, I should say. Um, but he's coming here, one-year deal to prove his worth again to see if he can go back to those Astros days of hitting and playing. Potentially, he's probably the guy who plays every day just in a different position. I mean, not center or catcher or anything like that. But he can play a lot of positions, and he can just fill a lot of different needs that day. Switch hitter too. It's a good it's a good signing for the Red Sox, especially when they need more bats. Or they just need more players to fill, you know. Uh Rich Hill, one year two point five million dollar contract with Tampa Bay. After losing Blake Snell and Charlie Morton, you need starting pitching. You cannot depend on Tyler Glasnow. You don't know which version of Tyler Glasnow you're gonna get. And even Rich Hill is getting older. He's still performing at a very high level for the most part. You know, injuries and but if you get a good season out of Rich Hill on a one-year deal, he's what 40 now. But if you even if you get him for like half a year, that's still gonna help tremendously. And he probably can help mentor younger guys. He probably help mentor Tyler Glass now. Um, but you need starting pitching your Tampa. Uh, a signing I did not like was the Chris Archer signing. I know he was good with Tampa, but I think those days are kind of over of being, you know, good. I'm not saying you can turn, you can, I'm, what, what, I'm not going to dictate how Chris Archer plays. Like, but that's just my opinion. Like, I don't feel like he's going to be able to go back to his old Tampa form. All right, so, um, yeah, okay. So I'm not going to, yeah. So in the AL Central now, we have Robbie Grossman, our first multi-year deal on this list, one of very few. We have Robbie Grossman to the Detroit Tigers on a two-year, $10 million contract. You know, Detroit's probably not going to be very, I mean, Detroit could be sneaky if their young players play well and they step up. But Grossman on a two-year deal. Grossman had a great year with Oakland last year. He's switch hitting outfielder, plays every day. He probably inserts into that lineup. He's probably the best hitter on that team. Maybe. Um, not just and that's not a, I mean, you have Willie Castro. They did re-sign Scope, Jonathan Scope. They do have um, ooh, they do, I mean, you can't really say Miggy. But they have a few players that are good hitters, and now Grossman, my take on Grossman being the best hitter could be wrong um, to some of you guys. But he's a very, even if he's not the number one, he's got to be at least top three. Like he is a very, he's a very, he gets on base a lot. He's a very good hitter, even though he's not hitting it. Like just a batter, I should say. There, he's a very good batter. And he gets on base a lot. He plays solid defense out there. He's not going to be like, what's his, uh, he's not going to be like Chris Davis where you have to DH him. I just brought up Chris Davis because that's the first bad outfielder I could think of. But yeah. Uh, next, Jose Urena. I used to be able to – now I'm, like, second-guessing myself whenever I say his name. 
Jose Reina, one year, $3.25 million deal with Oakland. It's probably, I won't say probably, it's, you know, it's a good contract for both sides. I think Urena getting 3.25 is good for him. I honestly would not have expected, like if I sat down and thought like, okay, what are these guys going to get? I wouldn't think, he was gonna, I wouldn't probably thought he was going to get that much money, but it's underrated because, you know, he was a guy who started opening day for Miami. I know, not last year, but like a few years ago. Um, and I know Miami was bad, but you're like, you got to be at least a decent pitcher to start opening day. Like, if he can pitch decent, even if he's out of the bullpen, like, even if he's not a starter, even if he's out of the bullpen, that's still a very good, it's, it's still a very good signing. It probably wouldn't be as underrated if he came out of the bullpen, but he's a guy who came in and started opening day. People, a lot of people know him for hitting Acuna and all this, but, you know, he's not a bad pitcher. He can really help Detroit. You know, even even excuse me, even if they trade him at the out in the deadline, if Detroit's not good, it's not a bad signing whatsoever. And uh, the last one I got here is relief pitcher Alex Colomay, one year, six point two five million dollars to Minnesota. I honestly thought Alex Colomay was going to get swept immediately after Hendricks. Um, I thought I thought he was going to go to the Oakland A's. I, you know, I thought Colome was going to just go right at boom, boom, reliever just off the board, off the board. Call, like Hendricks, Yates, Colome, just boom, 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 boom. But the reliever market was very slow, which helped Minnesota get this man. This man quietly has been one of the best slash consistent closers over the last, like relievers over the last few years. He's been pitching, he was pitching very well for Chicago, great closer for them. And now he's just going to take his talents over to Minnesota where they're bullpen is pretty decent and you just compare him with taylor rogers and a couple other guys and he's gonna fit right in there and he's gonna get you innings he's gonna get you outs or not innings but he's gonna get you outs he's gonna be able to pitch for you in high leverage situations he's gonna be able to close games for you and at a consistent basis too and 6.5 million seems like a lot of money for an underrated signing, but the way he was there for so long because the reliever market wasn't moving very fast, that's what makes it underrated to me. He can come in, be this good closer for Minnesota, good relieving reliever, and then like later in the year, Minnesota can be like, okay, let's give this guy an extension. He's he's got like a one five ERA. His FIP is good. His K per nine is good. His WHIP is good. He's getting outs. He's saving games. He's closing games for us. He's setting up Taylor Rock. Like he's, you know, you you can lock him up on a multi-year deal after that, even or even another one-year deal. So I think this signing um, Minnesota and Colome could very well be more than a one-year thing, but I like the one-year. Next for the AL West, um, I was going to include Yasmero Petit with this pitcher, but it's a re-signing, and I didn't do any re-signings here, so. Uh, and but so I, I still have an A's pitcher, a pitcher the A's signed. I have Sergio Romo, one one year, two and a half million dollars to Oakland. Um, Oakland's bullpen was looking very weak, right? And then and then all of a sudden, Petit, they re-signed Petit, right? Like five minutes later, oh, they've signed Romo too. A day or two later, I think maybe. Oh, Trevor Rosenthal's here, like. I just want to say the A's totally pulled the Saints. I'm going to compare a lot to the Saints. Uh, if you guys didn't know that already, a lot to the Saints, a lot to the Giants, probably compare a lot of those. Um, 
like the, the what's it called um they oh my gosh i blinked now i was like i like lost my train of thought they pulled a saints to the fact where they gave him a one-year deal right and then it's like deferred so they gave him one year i think 11 million and then like this year he gets three next year he gets three and then last year he gets five i talked about that on the on, on a blog post who has not see that um but that's i mean trevor rosenthal is not who this is about but anyways oakland really bolstered their bullpen and it looks good or it looks good enough like the righties look good and romo coming to oakland is going to just make that better he's been a consistent reliever you know, he had a little bit of a rough year a few years ago, but other than that, he's been he gets out. He doesn't strike out like 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 the top tier close like the top tier relievers do. But you know, he's pretty good. You know, you know, Oakland. That's all I'm gonna say. This next one right here. I'm so mad the Giants didn't do this one. But this one right here is my favorite out of every single one I put on this list. Ken Giles, two years, seven million dollars to Seattle. That's so crazy. Seattle got themselves such a steal. Now, I know Ken Giles isn't pitching this year because he is, you know, his arm, he needs surgery. He got surgery. Like, he can't pitch this year. But that is such a good signing. The Giants are out here signing every reliever on the market. And then Ken Giles, you're just like, no, no, I don't want him. Like, yeah, I know he punched himself in the face. But ever since then, he's been, like, tremendous. He was so good with Toronto. Ah. Oh. I'm sorry. Mariners got themselves a steal. When he comes back next year, oh my gosh, Ken Giles is going to be so good for Seattle. Hopefully the Giants are good after the 2021 offseason. Trade for this man at the trade deadline when Seattle sucks. Well, Seattle might actually might not suck. Seattle might be good. But who knows? But anyway, yeah, Ken Giles, big signing. I would say big signing, but good, good signing. Probably my favorite signing like a non-resign like jt to the phillies is my favorite because you know the phillies need jt ramuto but uh, like my favorite new face the uh, same face new or how's the saying go new new face new team or whatever however the saying goes that's my favorite one i love that signing david Dahl is next i have him getting or not have him getting but he got a one-year 2.7 million dollar contract with texas and i saw something on Bleach Report, they were like, like, who got the best talent? And they did it, they did it based on war, right? They said David Dahl. I don't know if Bleach Report says this, but they had David Dahl with a projected negative two war. Huh? Like, I know Colorado or Texas is in Colorado, but you gotta give him more credit for that. David Dahl has been a very solid outfielder, a very solid hitter, a solid defender. The dude, I mean, I know this is like his rookie season. It's not a rookie season anymore, but he's like a 30-game hit streak to start his career. Like, what? Or on-base streak or – oh, my gosh. I wanted I wanted the, the Giants to get this guy too. Whew. But David Dahl, plug in, play anywhere in the outfield, really. Texas got themselves a good little bet. And then Ian Kennedy. Yeah, I never thought you'd see Ian Kennedy on this list. One year, $2.15 million. It is a minor league deal. But he did get a $2.15 million contract with Texas. Um, this is just another one of those signings where he was good, you know, recently. Um, I can't remember. I think I don't think last I think last year he was not the best, but I think 2019 he kind of helped revitalize himself. 
unless I'm, you know, switching it around and just blanking. So I'm having a blank moment, but you know, if he's good for Texas and Texas sucks, that's, you know, you get something out of the, the deal. You trade him. If he's good to a contending team, you trade him and you get, you know, low value. And there's nothing wrong with getting a little value, like trading expiring contracts for a little value. And you know, you're not going to bring them back. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, excuse me, that's a good, this would be a good move. Next up, we have the NL East. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, we have the NL East. We have former Brave Giant and Red, Adam Duvall, got a one-year, $5 million contract with Miami. Um, I know Miami is not, I don't know, you know, he's probably not going to hit as good as he did last year, but you just put him in on the outfield. He's a good defender. He's a good power hitter. He just provide, provides middle-of-the-order power if he can hit like he did last I mean, even he can't hit like he did last year. But because last year, you just kind of had like th- he liked two, three homer games in a week. But he has he has the power. Just provide, you know, just provide power in the middle of the order. Plays good defense. I think $5 million, I don't say it's a steal, but it's very underrated. And Miami's kind of might be an underrated team again this year, so. Um, Aaron Loop is next here. I have him with a one-year, $3 million contract with the New York. I, I keep saying I have him, but that's what he did. Um, just a lefty for the New York bullpen that looks, you know, decent on paper. Looks good on paper. Um, just a lefty who's been, who was good with the Rays. Um, gets outs. He's not bad. $3 million. It's underrated. It's not like, and, okay, I should have said this earlier, but. When I mean underrated, I don't necessarily mean it's a steal. There's a few down here I think are steals. Um, but, like, I think Tony Watson – or not Tony Watson. Tony Watson's next, by the way. <laughs> I think Aaron Luke's just a good underrated pickup for the bullpen. The Mets. Yeah, Tony Watson here, $1 million, minor league deal, and he gets $3 million with Philly. I spoiled it. My bad. Um, you know, he's been good with the Giants the last few years. I'm honestly surprised they didn't bring him back. But, you know, Philly's bullpen suck, or sucks, and they can get anything. Tony Watson's been good. They they got Alvarado from the Rays earlier in the offseason. Tony Watson makes the major league roster, which I feel like he should. I don't see why he wouldn't, unless he just completely sucks in spring training. Or Either way, it helps out Philly's bullpen. That was so atrocious last year. And this last one, okay, now, this is the second $10 million contract, right? But, but hear me out, right? Brad Hand got one-year $10 million contract from Washington. Okay, just, just, just put that in your mind for a second. I think he, I think he was set to make 10.5 uh, this year. And then the, the, uh, uh, Cleveland got rid of him, right? And he was set to make 10.5. So they put him on waivers. Nobody claimed him. I mean, not a single soul put a claim in for him. And then he ends up signing a one-year deal, which is what he would have had, for only 500 k less than what he would have made. Like, what are you doing? It's like, ugh. I mean, I don't think people expected him to get that. They must not have expected him to get that money on the open market. But that's crazy. Like, just the fact, like the like hindsight. He only got 500k less than what he would have gotten. 
that's that's the underrated part. Like, so every team had their chance to get him, and not one team put in a claim. And yes, you postseason struggles. Boo hoo. Don't close it in the postseason. It's all I'm gonna say. That was that was bad. <laughs> that was a bad, you know, we're just gonna get past that. NL Central. I like these. Brandon Workman, one year, one million dollar contract with Chicago. I talked about this one on the on the blog post on the website as well. The man was insane with Boston a few years ago. Gets you know, yeah, gets traded to Philly. Yeah. But this man had like an like it was insane a few like in 2019 or 18, whatever one it was. He was so good. Just bring him, he just gets one million dollar deal and a Chicago bullpen that needed a tiny bit more help. Simple. He plays good. He's gonna be good. Like I'm just saying. Sean Doolittle. Now who Sean, how how the mighty have fallen. I could probably be saying that about Kenley Jansen next year, to be honest. One year, one and a half million dollar deal from Cincinnati. Oh my. Dude, I this this one just still shocks me. This happened a while ago. He he I know I know he's not what he used to be. But Ian Kennedy got 2.15. And I only know that because it's on here. And I think Ian Kennedy can be an underrated. But Sean Doodle got one and a half. Ian Kennedy got two. Like that does not make sense whatsoever. That's just so crazy. He's the Cincinnati can be a good team. He can help their bullpen. It's not like I'm saying he's going to have a one and a half ERA and win reliever of the year. But oh my gosh, it's that that's what the and Aaron Luke got double that. It's so ridiculous. Last one. The NL Central is a little hard for me. There's probably some that people like. I didn't really like a lot of them. I have Brian Goodwin here on a minor league deal. It's Pittsburgh. Goodwin can be a good hitter. You know, he had a little bit rough year last year, but he can be a good hitter. Just give Pittsburgh something. I know they have Brian Hayes. That, yeah. Sorry, Pittsburgh fans. Um. Yeah, that sorry, I know I said that, but I'm I'm sorry. Like, take a moment of silence for Pittsburgh fans, real quick. Hold on. Okay, thank you for that. Um, I'm so sorry I had to do that to them. Uh, now, last but not least, with the NL West, um, there's a, there's a little bit of bias here. I didn't just put all Giants. Don't worry. But number one, I have Jake McGee, two years, $5 million, probably to the Giants, probably the Giants closer this year. I would hope. There's no, I mean, other, only the only other person I want closing games is Reyes Maranta. Um, but Jake McGee, you know, the Dodgers turned him around. He was throwing what, like primary, not what, but he was throwing primarily fastballs this year, which helped career turn around. From what it was in Chicago, in Colorado, it's hard to pitch in Colorado, dude. Like the, the altitude, it's hard to pitch there. It's hard to be like consistently good. So I think Wade Davis. It's another story, but I think Wade Davis probably made the worst decision signing with him. I don't care what kind of money. 
so hard to be a pitcher in Colorado. But the games of the Dodgers, they fixed some things. He was throwing primarily fastballs, had a great year. And I think he can – I know he's playing in a Dodgers and Padres division. He's being turned that around. I think he can keep the Dodgers pace going. Or what he was doing at the Dodgers, that kind of pace. Next, John Brebia, one year, $900,000 to San Francisco. A reason why this is this is here, right? Because I wanted to put an underrated signing if he's only going to play half the season, if that. But he's got team control, right? He's He's been very good his whole career. He's been a good reliever. You know, he got hurt, and St. Louis just kind of said, no, we don't want him. But he's got team control. So if he pitches well coming back from Tommy John, I think he's got Tommy John. But I know he's got an arm injury that he's just sticking out, staying out for like half the year. That's team control. That's a team controllable reliever that you have. That's perfect. Next, I wrote here, pretty much any other Giants reliever. <laughs> Those are the two I wanted to point out, but literally just any reliever. Like I should say any Giants pitcher. Descafalani, Wood. They just signed Jose Alvarez during the game yesterday, I think. Or no, I think there was the report that he did. I don't know if it's confirmed. And other guys too, like, the, they signed a lot of, I know it's one-year deal, guys, but it can help. It's going to help. That bullpen was not good last year. What the number? I don't care what the numbers say. I watched those games. Every time a pitcher came out, except for Tony Watson and, and Harlan Garcia, I was scared. And breaking out of my Giants bias here, I have Keone Kella getting a one-year $1.2 million contract from San Diego. Why did they? The Why? Why did you, you let San Diego get this man? They don't, they don't need both. They literally traded for the entire Mariners bullpen at the deadline last year. And Austin Nola. Why did you let them get this? <sighs> oh, my gosh. But he, you know, he's been decent with Pittsburgh. You know, he needed a fresh start. He needed to get out of Pittsburgh. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just, yeah, like, it's a very good, uh, very good signing for this man. I think it can do a lot of good. I'm, I'm hold on. Let me let me. It can do a lot of good, getting him out of Pittsburgh and in a competitive team state. Yeah, that was so hard for me. I don't know why. Then the last one we got here, CJ Crone getting a minor league deal from Colorado. <laughs> now, now it might not look like much to you but this man cj crone was a pretty good power hitter you know rough lot you rough year last year was hurt was bad but this man has been like other than that this man has been really good since that breakout year i'm pretty sure he it was with the twins it was that breakout year i'm pretty sure it's the twins i i'm gonna check this real quick because i'm pretty sure he had a break it was with the twins um this is why, I don't know, it was with the Angels. Dang it. Okay, he had his breakout year with the Angels. No, it was with Tampa. I'm stupid. Okay. Well, okay. Um, His third year in majors was a good year. And then, you know, came back down. And then he came to Tampa and hit 30 bombs. And then went to Minnesota and hit 25. And then came to Detroit and hit 4 and 13. Those were like his four hits of the year. He had nine. Or eight, sorry. But you put him in Coors on a minor league deal, he can make the team. 
he's playing in spring training. This man's gonna easily hit thir- easily gonna hit thirty home runs. Not that it'll mean much, but to, for the Rockies. But I mean, he's gonna. He, it's underrated because he can makes the team, right? Hits thirty home runs. I mean, not not like Chris Carter style, but like hits 30, 35 home runs. This man's back on the team, like a real competitive team on a good contract. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was I was stuttering a little bit because I looked at my phone, Twitter was blowing up. No, you I mean you guys already saw this. Um, but Golden Tate was released by the Giants. Now that caught me off guard, not saying that he shouldn't have been, but I didn't think he was going to. I don't think he could until like next until next year. But Golden Tate was released by the Giants. I know it's not baseball related, but that's what caught me off guard when I was talking about Keone Kella. Um, so just thought I'd point that out. I just wanted to finish that before I brought that up. But yeah, anyways, that, that concludes my list. Um, let me know um, who you guys agree, who you might disagree, who you would add to this list. Just let me know. Like, leave leave a comment under this. Or, yeah, leave a comment under this. Leave a comment under my next blog post. What you think was underrated, what you think who is not like oh that's like that like a free agency signing. I'm sorry. Who you think was an underrated free agency signing, who you think was not on my list, who you think you would add, just things like that. And you know, maybe I will um uh, maybe I don't know what I'm saying, dude. Dude, oh my gosh, dude. Oh my okay. Thank you guys for before I yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna end it here before I just completely just lose every ability to speak like I have been. Yeah, thank you guys. Let me know what you want me to talk about in the next podcast episode. I will love for you to let me know so that I could do like a fans choice. Oh, fans choice. That sounds viewers slash listeners choice episode and i can like answer a few questions that you have or maybe i'll do it as a blog post depending on what you know what people want um yeah thank you guys for listening make sure you leave a comment make sure you leave a review make sure you visit the website nitosa dot or sorry extra innings nitosa.org and i will catch you in the next one that sounds so cringy but i will see you guys sometime later